Is that your studio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, your studio is sick. It's like this weird we have like kind of like a railroad room. It, mm -hmm. it like has two doors, so it can't really be like a regular room. I could if you wanted it to, but and we just like it looks completely different from the rest of the house. It's like completely ridiculous. <laughs> I would not want the rest of the house to be blue lit. No, and it like, I mean, you can't really see, but it's just got like toys and like crazy shit everywhere and sneakers. And like, it's just like what we wanted when we were teenagers, but we just made it in this room. It's really extra. <laughs> to all our listeners out there, Jubilee has a <laughs> X-Files I want to believe. <laughs> Believe it or not, like it's really hard to find black light posters. Uh-huh. Like, and there's actually like weirdly a Spencer Gifts at the Queen Center Mall. And like they don't even have them there for some there really used to be like a whole section. I'm like aging myself here, but so we had to like really look on Etsy for them. Oh really? No way. Mm -hmm. Etsy's where it's at. Yeah yeah so that, that is crazy. we have a few of them a few black <laughs> posters that's amazing so i would like to believe that this is your man cave i yeah i mean we call it the portal <laughs> it has a name like a weird like portal to nothing and then like the rest of the house is normal and no so yeah definitely. that's basically what it is is this where you got where you to make all the mixes and stuff? Yeah. Um That's great. I don't spend as much time in here as my significant other does. Mm -hmm. Cause there's no windows. So <laughs> like it kind of like drives me crazy. But yeah, we have like the decks in here and stuff. And I was doing a lot of Twitch streams in here during lockdown. But um but now that I'm, I'm too busy to do that, I have not spent as much time in this room. Oh, wow. The Twitch streams. Have you yeah. seen... You're too busy to do the Twitch streams. Have you seen Bauer's Twitch streams? He apparently I really has like them. So, <laughs> man, so much time on his hands. Like Yeah, yeah. He... He does... He has, like, a really cool, like, fun Twitch thing going on. That I really like. And I also love Four Colors Axe Twitch still. It's so good. He he just like always go he's like, you know what? Ready. I'm thinking about going live. It's yeah. It's, he just like incorporates like humor. And I, I you I <laughs> you also have a great sense of humor. So I could only imagine <laughs> I that try. Okay. Life is pretty bleak at the moment in in general for most of the population. So you have to kind of laugh at everything. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I know. Like if you're yeah. not laughing, then like you're really fucked. You're really crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world is bleak right now. If if I'm not catching up on, you know, regular news and I just like head to Twitter. And for some odd reason, yours is always your tweets are always like the top on my on my feed. 
something goes on in the world and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I on? feel like my like for some reason my tweets hit a lot of people's algorithms. Like, like, uh, like you know how it's all messed up now, like the order of everything, and like there are a few people I know that are like, all I see are your tweets <laughs> for like some really weird reason, but. I guess it's better than most things on there. <laughs> oh my God. T totally. Totally. <laughs> there was that weird period in Twitter where when Elon bought that shit up or whatever, that crazy verified situation, right? Where it's oh, like, yeah. if you saw people that had like the verified check marks, you're like, I can't trust them, you know? I mean, I still see that and I'm like, oh, this person. <laughs> But it like completely fucks with your head, right? I mean, I like, I think that people took the blue check way too seriously. Like, I'll say something and someone will answer like, just because you have a blue check. And I'm like, I have a blue check because I'm an artist and <laughs> my management made me get a blue check. Like, I, I don't think that. I don't think this means anything, <laughs> but I think that like some people take these websites so seriously, like especially people that care about things like that. So it's kind of funny because when mine went away, I was like, kind of like, thank God, <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. You, I forgot like back then it was just like given given to people. Yeah. Now just like everyone just like buys it up. Yeah. Like it was like when I ha got mine, I, I had you know i was on like a record label i had they ask you for like a couple links to like prove you need one and i think i did that but it was way easier to do and then like it got like really weird but yeah like people you know like trolls on there always like oh look at this blue check saying this and i'm like i where did you find me <laughs> like how do you like why do you care about this check so much it's like really strange and the way everybody acted when, like, they took it away was also insane. Super strange. Super strange times. I also want to point out that your name is in all caps, delete, and then the, the oh, yeah. bio is, like, lowercase, delete. I, it's <laughs> truly legendary. Well, the weird thing was, like, I think my name on there was Former Baby, because remember when... <laughs> The Nirvana guy, like, sued the baby the, that's not a baby anymore, sued Nirvana, and, like, the headline said former baby. And then, like, I couldn't change it for a minute because they were like, you can't change your, like, headline. And I was like, well, I guess I'm former baby forever. <laughs> like, I tried it, and it worked. But I was like, man, this is not, this is not good for work. <laughs> And here, and you're still on there. They they never deleted you. Yeah, but I've also like with these with like I mean with algorithms and with with work like I'm on these things, but I've pretty much muted the majority of everybody I follow and like curated my feed so I don't see a lot of terrible stuff. Mm -hmm. I've like trained my algorithm on like both. I mean, Twitter is a little harder because it's such a shit show, but like on algorithm and on TikTok to like just be like really funny things that I like. 
And people are, that are always like, oh, these websites. And I'm like, I'm watching otters every day. <laughs> like my feed is just like ridiculous parrots. And like, I never come across anything like crazy. Right. Because like I've looked at enough stuff on purpose to like make it roll. Also, I was just in Japan for like a month. So my feed is like still like fully cool Japan things right now. Onigiris, yeah, the whole thing. Just like everything. And I keep like liking it and clicking it because I want it to stay just like that positive. <laughs> That's you know? awesome. Tricking the but, algorithm. Like, yeah, like, you kind of have to or you'll go crazy, you know? Damn. You you sound just like my friend Asian Dan and and yeah and Ja Green, exactly. Yes. Yeah, Asian Dan, very good at the internet. <laughs> <laughs> And this is Wear Many Hats presented by Disarm. You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Wear Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMH and Disarm is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Jubilee is a DJ and producer. Jubilee runs her music label and party in Magic City. And each Magic City night shares her love for Miami bass, electro, and breaks. Top 25 DJs who defined the year in 2023 by Mixmag. Jubilee has some of the best tweets I have ever read, and her hot takes are always <laughs> served hot, never cold. Please welcome Jubilee to wear many hats. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> you are, and it's, it's, you're in, you're in a space. I'm in Bushwick. With, oh, you're in, you're in Bushwick. You know, one time I saw you walk in bed and I broke my neck. I was like, is that Jubilee? I stayed in bed during lockdown um, for like a year in a, in a friend's place um, because we kind of had to move like really fast. Right. So we stayed in like my friend's garden apartment, like under and his dad was like in the main spot and it was in bed and we really liked it there a lot like we probably would have stayed there but you know it's not a secret that housing in new york is like a nightmare so oh god yeah it's true while we were there like a friend of mine gave us her apartment in bushwick so now we're just here and it was crazy because like we didn't have jobs it was like lockdown so like we somehow we had to just like take whatever landlord would like <laughs> like take us like not try not to say the word dj you know like whatever we could do to like and it worked out so we're we're here now we are in bushwick but we were in bedside yeah and i actually that summer of 2020 and 
in Bedside near Von King Park was probably as horrible as lockdown was. <laughs> Summer was pretty sick, just like riding our bikes around Bedsty and hanging out at Von King Park all the time, you know? Right. Von King Park had Herbert Von King Park started having like festivals and Yeah. Did you play? No, I mean, this is the thing, like when I when we were going there, it was like real neighborhood, like old ass guys playing house music and like and then like young kids playing like more like like drill and club. Uh -huh. But they never used that amphitheater like nobody was ever using that. It was just kind of there. But like people were like setting up their own stuff like there would be like three barbecues and like you know, far enough away to where they could each have their own DJ set up. And we would just go there because like, we're like, damn, this is sick. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I lived in Manhattan for a really long time, which is great. But like, there's no, there's nothing like that. You, you couldn't do that there, <laughs> you know? No. So, um, but that like all of the bigger things that like started booking DJs and stuff like, you know, those guys, like those older guys that are from the neighborhood, they definitely have some sort of DJ setup of their own, like locked up in those garages. Things. So like they man, like I'm like, this is their spot, <laughs> you know, like, so I think it's cool that they're they've invited people to play there. But I haven't been to any of the newer ones because we live farther away now. So mm. and like. I don't really have a weekend life anymore because I DJ a lot and travel. So I haven't even been able to go, but I'm always so jealous when they happen. I'm like, damn, I really want to, I love that park. It's so good. It's so good. It's like, I feel like every park has some hidden calendar, like Maria Hernandez. And then what's yeah. the, the, the park in, um, the park that's, the neighborhood next to bed they have like every summer have there's like crazy oh, Fort Green? yeah Fort green park oh yeah soul summit yeah soul summit oh my god yeah, so good yeah, so good i mean i've been going to soul summit like it's so crazy how it like picked up again like for like younger people like i used to go like when I first, I mean, so long ago. And like, it's cool that it's having this like, it's getting this attention and they're, they're like playing nowadays and they're playing elsewhere. They deserve it. You know, they've DIY that party for so long and it's so good and so vibey. It's like the best link up. Like there's good vibes all around. I've never, ever had a bad time at Soul Summit. It's one of the, I don't know if they're like not doing it anymore, doing it less in the park, because I'm sure gentrification like isn't nice to these things. But um, right. I think I think that might be the case. But I feel like they said that last year, too. And then I'm not really sure what's going on with it, but they are playing nowadays next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that and I was excited. Yeah, it's sick. You're always. Yeah, I see that you're always traveling. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're you're always on the road when I catch you. It's definitely uh back to back to back. I saw you the week before at Good Room, which I haven't been a Good Room in forever, and it was also with Rap Rave on the in the other. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was fun, and 
I came up to you and Nigel and I was like, okay, like, yeah, you guys are about to start your set, but I just got to like, let you know that the tweets are fire. And then I was just <laughs> like, okay, I'm, I'm out. And then, and then the next day, the, the back to back with like Phil and. Oh yeah. And that Harry, was ridiculous. That was so yeah. funny. Like that whole round Robin. I, I was just like, I was like, what is going on here? It's so funny. I think everybody was like, well, what is going on here? But it was kind of like an office party where we all played like <laughs> a favorite song, like, and just got really lit. And um, to explain to your listeners, like, <laughs> I did this party on New Year's last year where Machine Drum had this bright idea to have a back to back to back to back with like five DJs. And I was kind of like, a lot of them I actually didn't know last year. Like it was like edit from Glitch Mob, who I had never met. No such thing. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Edgar did it. Bianca, who I know really well. And then like Phil did join Jacqueline. But I was like, man, I don't really want to like do a giant back to back with a bunch of men from L.A. that like I don't even know. <laughs> that was awful. But like machine drums a very nice guy that always has good people around him so i like trusted it and i did it and we actually wound up having like the best time and like those guys are really sick and then like you know made new friends and like nerded out over a bunch of songs so this year we did it again but machine drum decided to make it super extravagant it was like eight or nine djs it was like crazy but again, it was super fun. I mean, I don't know what it looked like to fans. Like, I don't know if it looked cool or confusing or what, but we were having a great time and everybody stayed till the end. So like, I guess it was fun. <laughs> the the tweet you wrote about how someone just like plugged their USB oh stick God. in. That was, that was, well, the thing is, is like, Everybody was like, I can't believe that happened. And I'm like, well, when there's like a nine person back to back, like someone's going to try to get in there and like shout out them. But that person, <laughs> if you're going to do that, like at least know what you're doing. That person jumped in and like, I think Bianca was playing like 150 BPM and I saw them queuing up a 90 BPM song and I was like, yo. And he started like, lifting the fader like she had just started playing a song like we were all pretty like boundaries you know like about this back to back and this guy was like no i need to play this right now like basically trying to cut the <laughs> off and then i had to stop him and then i saw security jump on him and then apparently he broke bowers usb like pulled bowers usb out and broke it <laughs> And like, no one knows who this person is. (laughs) So, I mean, I wasn't even mad. I was like, this is what happens when you do something this ridiculous. You know what I mean? But it was really funny. Just because like, it already was like a really funny night. But I was just like, man, imagine like going to this thing, seeing all these DJs that, you know, are kind of well known. Let's be real. And then like, Thinking that that's an okay thing to do. (laughs) 
is that like is everyone okay <laughs> i know it's, i it's like the spider-man meme all over yeah again. i mean there's like a huge thing in in new york anyways right now where like everybody's a dj and mm -hmm. everybody has to wants to jump on and you're you'll be playing like on a stage and like some person will come up like can i play and you're like how did you get up here <laughs> I'm like, also like no are you on the flyer and why are you trying to work for free like and this is like a thing that happens a lot here which is why when we did the la thing we were all like leaving our usbs out and i was like i this is giving me such anxiety like someone's gonna like either take my usb because this is like like more of a new york thing or like try to jump on and like no one did that in LA but in Brooklyn I knew people would do it oh my god for the for the plot yeah so it, I mean it was very expected that that was gonna happen but it was very fun and um yeah this weekend I, I did LA and Seattle both for that the party Rhonda a club called Rhonda and like those were so good and fun and I, I feel like my January like really set the year off right I had like a very good month of like things that I really love and that's with friends and I'm kind of I would rather just do that forever just play yeah. with friends like I'd rather play with them than like bigger shows you know Rhonda is legendary love love Rhonda Rhonda's gotten I mean Rhonda started so differently and now it's just like yeah so mainstream now which is cool to extent and then to see you playing with booty spoon god yeah Martin we play together a lot we were in Japan together we actually like we're lucky enough to see each other like everywhere we play very similar and we're good friends so that was really fun to do both those dates with him and yeah Rhonda's like a huge production now like there's they have a whole team and it's just a really big and good party they you work and, really hard and you and, like you and booty spoon is like a great like comedic yeah. duo you get you both <laughs> are so hilarious he's like we were in japan and like shopping and he has like the exact same adhd as me like he would like forget something or like spill a bunch of stuff. Like it was like watching myself. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like what it's like to hang out with me. This is so weird. <laughs> like it's so crazy how he's like, like the same exact like weird creative halfway working brain. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, we get to play together. We get booked together a lot, which is nice. I see Phil Jacques Green a lot right now, and I'm really happy about that. And, um, you know, I get booked with Nigel three times, who's my boyfriend, very often, which is nice, especially traveling because I'm not by myself. It's mm -hmm. very nice to be with somebody. Um, it, I'm currently traveling right now, and sometimes I love being solo, but having a partner or a travel partner is like nice yeah i mean i spent a lot of time alone it sucks because like 
I like I like being alone. I'm pretty like alone kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing like really, really epic things by yourself is crazy. Like you'll <laughs> like I'll be playing like some massive, amazing, incredible festival in Croatia. Like I played Outlook and it was in Croatia and like Goldie was playing and like favorite DJs and I'm like by myself. Like and I'm like, okay, this is sick, but like I wish I had someone with me to share this with because it's a great accomplishment, but it does get really weird when you're like, cool, <laughs> someone talk to me, but not really. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> nobody talked to me. <laughs> like, it's very strange. So, I mean, luckily the past couple, ever since COVID, I've, I really, did, like, I honestly didn't think I would get busy afterwards because, like, no one really knew where this was going, but... Right. I feel like I've been doing I I was doing really well in in Europe and not in America for like a really long time. Oh. And then like somehow that flipped and now I like never go to Europe. I go like once a year. I was going like 5 6 times a year. And now I'm like really busy in the US and like barely go there. So like everything's kind of changed for me and it's been like I can't really wrap my head around what it is or why. I think the U.S. is a bit more fun and open music-wise right now, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Or, like, Europe is still very techno and, like, open to different genres, but maybe not till paying them enough to go overseas, you know? Oh, yeah. But I feel like the U.S. bookers and the clubs and... I feel like it's been a little bit more open-minded since things reopened. Do you think that the fans are just getting like crazier? They're just like, we need this right now since the world is like falling apart. Absolutely. Um, It's actually really funny. I was talking to a friend of mine that is also a DJ and she was basically like, yeah, like, I'm sorry, but like right now, the like America and London are like the two most most fun places to party. She's like, because everything's just so fucked. <laughs> and like, I was like, yeah, I guess I like. She's like, <laughs> she was just like, you know, everybody's like revolting or like, you know, um, rebellion or whatever. And then she was just like, like really, what do the Dutch need to party about? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like really funny the way she said it but she had a point i mean like all of the party the best parties right now are like mostly marginalized people that are not having a very good time and like not really the greatest reason to have better parties but right. like it shows in where you go for sure like the craziest places i've played have been like the place is having kind of a harder time with life so maybe that is why i don't i I mean i think dance music has also gotten a lot more popular here Mm -hmm. um and i think that during lockdown and twitch it got even more popular uh and like you know all of these big artists like beyonce and drake making a house album and you know, oh, yeah, that's they, right. We brought a lot of things into the mainstream that, you know, definitely is helping 
all of this. So they're seeing where the fun music is at. Nobody wants to listen to like depressing rap anymore. Like people want to like listen to like do drugs, <laughs> music and party, you know? <laughs> Are you on, I, I don't think I see you on TikTok, but when I open up my TikTok, it's so weird that like, the algorithm has pushed like boiler room sets on me and it's like oh yeah the, the like pov like upset like just the dj yeah i don't front. really know. i'm just gonna go ahead and say it um, go off go off <laughs> boiler room's great i've played a bunch of boiler rooms and like you know i've, I've had a lot of fun at, at some of them but some weird thing happened where my theory is that Fred again did that boiler room and everybody found out what both things are. Like they kind of like, this is just my theory. If someone listens to this and is mad about this, I don't care. This is like <laughs> my observation because there's a lot of people and I'm not here to like shit talk any DJ, but there are a lot of people like, started listening to Fred again as like their first dance music. Mm -hmm. Like I have friends that are like all my friends that have never listened to dance music in their life, like now love this guy. So like, but also he got big. One of his big moments that advanced his career was this boiler room, but also people really didn't know, like normal people didn't really know what boiler room was either. No. So somehow like both those things like set off this crazy thing. And like, all of these parties now are trying to do what they call boiler room style where basically like it's saying like the, the booth is in the middle and it's on camera. And then there's all these people that they don't care who's DJing. They just like want to go be on camera. And it's just kind of like, and everybody that's DJing is like looking for their viral moment. Right. And <laughs> I can't like, <laughs> I can't really say it's a vibe. Um, I played a party in another country recently. And when I got there, I had played this club several times and the setup always had the stage in a certain place or the, the booth in a certain place. And when I got there, the booth was in the middle of the room and the opening DJs were playing like the craziest music to no one, but like filming each other and screaming. And I was like, oh my God, this is like these kids are adorable, but they're like really young and like they're looking at these boiler rooms and these power Berlin or like whatever. And like, this is all like also for the camera. And I find that places with no camera, like I played nowadays last night, not last night, Saturday night where there's no cameras. And I could tell you that it was the best vibe of anything I've played in a minute. So like, it's like, like this trend of that is like becoming so popular so quick is like really making people look at rave music and partying in like a really weird way to me. Mm -hmm. Like, and the last Boiler Room that I played, I announced it and I got a comment like, I need to know if the boot's going to be in the middle of the floor and if it's going to be a real Boiler Room. And I'm like... Why do you care? Like, do you need to be seen? Like, what's the deal? You know? And then there's, like, all these people that just want to be, they're, like, 
doing fake dance moves to like look a certain way and you're just kind of like man not what this is about no <laughs> like no. at all so like i find that like newer people like i just really hope that they're not like expecting that that's what things need to be like now i don't know what that ran if that if i made any sense <laughs> it makes but, it, it makes a lot of sense because when you brought up the fred again thing and people also remember like that one dude like just in like kind of messing with the set and that's like yeah. a weird moment that that people will remember and then it's just like certain micro trends around like these silly like dj moments like remember right. there's like a weird trend that like when people don't want to go out, they'll just like pretend that they're filming like a sh uh that they're oh, at yeah. a rave, but they're like inside. I then... saw Sherelle because I don't know if you are familiar with Sherelle, but basically years ago, five years ago, I think, she went viral on her boiler room because another DJ like pulled up her record and like she was like killing it and like I, for your listeners that like when you pull up a record it's like a rewind mm -hmm. and a rewind is like if in, in jamaican like culture if the sound if the song is really good everybody will call for a rewind which is when you spin back the record and you start the song over so it was a compliment and it was someone she knew um and it went viral and people were like i can't believe that guy did that and it like turned into this whole crazy thing. And also it, it, it was in England and England is way more familiar with Jamaican culture, by the way. So like a pull up is like a normal thing to do in England. If someone did that here, I think people would be extremely confused, but like, <laughs> so it went viral and like, you know, it definitely like put her in the spotlight. Like she murked that boiler room and after I saw the actual boiler room, I was like, oh, your price is going up, girl. Like, but, um, you know, that took the attention away just from how good Sherelle's set was. But she just posted um, recently, like it's been five years since that, that viral moment that had never happened on a boiler room before that. That was the first time that something crazy had happened and it was that moment. So like, that's also like, I think where it all began, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like going viral is so dumb because it goes away so quickly. <laughs> you oh know? my God. It, it, it does. It, it really does. And it, like, I don't know. It just like takes like, obviously I'm glad Sherelle is killing it, but that set was so good. And then everyone's talking about this stupid thing. And it's like, no, can we talk about how good that DJ set was? <laughs> you know? But yeah, I mean, even with record labels and stuff like that, like every time I have a tweet that starts to go viral, I delete it. Because oh. I'm like, yeah, if it like starts getting like crazy retweets, mm -hmm. I just delete it because I'm like, what's this going to do for me? Like just get trolls in my mentions. At some point, you know, like this does absolutely nothing for me. Unless these people are going to my SoundCloud or whatever, which they are not, then I'm <laughs> out. I was gonna ask if you've ever gone viral. Probably plenty. Yeah, I've gone viral like a bunch of times. <laughs> but 
I've deleted. There's one I haven't deleted, but it's old, but it still gets pulled up. Um, but yeah, like I usually just delete it every time. What's the viral? What's the viral moment? For our I can't even remember, but it was like it was something about Kanye. It was something really stupid, but you know, like people look up certain words and then like go insane. Okay. Okay. But I can't remember what it is, but every once in a while it'll pop up. Like I'll be like, Oh, what just got favorited or what just got this response? And I'm like, how are people? It's like from like 2019, I think. Damn. Yeah. Every time things start like really picking up on there, I'm like, no, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that people. I've been talking about this when it's before 2020. It's like super ancient now. So, yeah, and then everything because after 2020, it's like it's like brand new or like the past five new. years have felt like 50 years. Yeah, and, and I bet that you've had like the best moments before 2020. I mean, yeah, but I've I've had like. I've had some really good ones. I'm going to say that mm -hmm. things are way better now than I thought they would be after that. I did a lot of stuff with the crew that I was in that is like not really doing things anymore mm -hmm. um, before 2020. And actually, like, we stopped throwing parties like right before COVID. Like, COVID didn't actually like lockdown or whatever we're, we're with COVID forever but um that lockdown didn't end it but we had just stopped throwing we we threw like our 10 year and then we like decided to stop doing things and like that was really fun like having a whole crew to do stuff with but now I'm like kind of on my own which kind of sucks a lot of people have been don't been doing like on on their own stuff. I mean, it's like the band, yeah. band broke or like the group broke up, and now everyone's. It's like that's how it progresses. For some weird reason, the only thing that need the thing that does need to die is LCD sound system. But <laughs> that will never die. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I find that like, look, I love making fun of lcd sound system <laughs> I lived in williamsburg in the early 2000s like i will never miss an opportunity to make these jokes <laughs> however <laughs> i'm going to say and i hate admitting this despacio is so sick oh yeah it is like the, the actual sickest thing and it is very hard for me to talk about this um those people that love LCD sound system, like the way they love them, go to one concert a year and it's LCD sound system. <laughs> <laughs> we need to just like let them have it. Um, but yeah, I will definitely like, I will make a James Murphy joke at any <laughs> possible time. But I will say that like, it was a very interesting, I understand why people are so nostalgic for it because it actually was like a really exciting time for music, especially in Brooklyn. So I get it because I was also starting to DJ in that timeline mm -hmm. and it wasn't my thing, like, but I was adjacent to it. Like I was working at Studio B, which I'm sure they played and like Soul Wax would play there. 
Uh, I was working for Modular Records, which was pretty adjacent to them. So like I was like around that whole thing, but I was like way more into bass music and like stuff like that. But that will never go away. They will tell you that they probably make so much money. What they played like um like an Amex thing. They probably made like a million millions of dollars. Oh of yeah, that, you know? definitely. But that like that Despacio thing that he has is like one of the coolest things ever and like they have it at three points in miami every year and it is like the best room like it's just like you you can just pop in and out of there and the music is so good and like it the, the sound is crazy and the amount of like detail and effort he puts into it is so sick and i'm like okay i guess i have to like you now <laughs> <laughs> no more making fun I also watched the Meet Me in the Bathroom documentary and which is very, very different from the book. Like it's mostly focused I've on only, like fans mm -hmm. and like he was pretty, he's pretty self-aware in it, which I thought it was like pretty funny. Like at least he like knows how ridiculous he is. But I actually really, really like liked the footage of them a lot. And again, I also had moved to New York and like moved to Williamsburg like around that time so I really like that documentary because like I know all the spots they're talking about and I went to them at some of the shows but um glass but yeah it was a pretty funny funny watch when vice was okay yeah yeah exactly I mean I worked at just like every single person in New York I worked at vice also <laughs> the the come-ups of the lot radio. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't work for Vice, you haven't lived here over 10 years. So. That. Yeah, meet me in the bathroom. It's just like. I don't know. With that. And I don't know everyone talking about things that happened like 10 years ago. Man, I'm just trying to think like. You know, like fool's gold is just like back full force. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting we had for to a bunch of out, other like, different ways to like navigate things, you know, like the music. I was just listening to an old podcast that I found in 2015 of when I started my label and I started it as a compilation. And that was what, nine years ago? It was probably like eight years ago because we're in the very beginning of the year. And in the the podcast, I'm saying that all of my songs you can download on Sound SoundCloud. Meaning, I didn't say I was on Spotify. This wasn't even that long ago. There was like none of this stuff that was like people were regularly using like that for this kind of music then. Like it was like only SoundCloud. And then I remember like, I think like maybe 2017 or 18, I was like, damn, I got to put all this stuff on like DSPs or mm -hmm. like no one's ever going to find it, you know? So... Yeah, it was it's changed and like labels like Fool's Gold and my label and and Fool's Gold is obviously way bigger. But and Mad Decent and like all these labels that started at that time, like definitely like, you know, a lot of them just kind of folded. And I don't blame them because like there's just so much to keep up with. It's like so much beyond a passion project or they're like finding new ways. And it's really hard when like other people are 
are counting on you to make their record work. Mm -hmm. I don't care about my own stuff, but like when I put out other people's stuff, I'm like, all right, I need to be on this like right now. And like, if you're incapable of doing that, which let's be real, like people have lives and jobs and families now, it's not easy. (laughs) It's very, very hard. (laughs) So hard. Yeah. What what do you think about, you know, being on SoundCloud and now, I mean, you've obviously heard about like pitchfork folding and yeah, I mean, SoundCloud died like a million times. Bandcamp is just like, yeah, you know, ups and downs, like the state of music journalism, the state of music right now is on fire. It's not good. It's not good, but I think that this is like also the state of everything. I feel like big companies are just buying everything and just don't care. Like, like also the pitchfork thing, I believe has a lot to do with the union. Mm -hmm. So they just like crushed it, you know, but that's happened with many things. I mean, that basically I think happened with Bandcamp. Yeah. It's really hard. Like having a label is not like you're like, pushing a rock uphill constantly <laughs> a boulder you know because there's just so many obstacles like and then these big websites like at the end of the day if they don't playlist your stuff or help you then like like getting on a good spotify playlist can be getter better than even getting press That's you know true. But now there's no press. So it's like, okay, well, if Spotify or if Apple isn't going to put me, like, your stuff just gets buried. It's like how there's only so many TikToks and, like, Instagram posts that you can make. So it is not it is not easy. And it's like there's less and less platforms for independent music where, like, at the same time, there are also so many artists that seem to have, like, come up because of their fan base too so it's like really weird like you have to just kind of figure out what works for each artist you know yeah yeah i wrote a tweet where i was like damn i guess i'm never gonna get best new artist it's it's (laughs) gone but also i don't want to i don't want to go through the content train you know just like posting so much and yeah having people do like tiktok dances on my grave and also like half the time you i mean 80 percent of the time you do those things like nobody sees it either (laughs) so it's like look if you already have a crazy tiktok following and like that's your thing like i'm on there but i just like recap gigs a lot because i have to be on there i'm an artist but like you know it's really funny because like for example i have this artist on my label putting out a record named girl i don't know if you follow them uh g-r-r-l yeah like their twitter is insane bye and everybody loves girls twitter Mm -hmm. and like every like people like bring it up you know like they're like oh we love their twitter like we love girls twitter and basically their whole feed is just everything they love which is very rare. <laughs> you know, it's all like, I love these shoes. Look at this jacket. It's like a lot of fashion and a lot of music. And I think that like, 
if they know that and they know that they're that's their angle then they should like keep doing keep it going you know some some artists are really big on instagram like it's very hard to figure out and annoying that that has to be a thing but like it's just the only way i, I, I can't <laughs> believe that's like where we've gone to you have to really 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 love music and doing things like this to be doing them right now mm -hmm. to be even trying because unless you have like a million dollars it's so hard but you know, I was born to do these things, so I don't have a choice. I've been doing it for so long. I cannot stop now. Can't can't stop, won't stop. I also, with the content train, you kind of see it with, like, a lot, you know, like, the, the say, like, if you're practicing at, like, a pirate studios or something like that, people will know that background or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no. trying to find, like, a new spot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, that's another thing. Like, the, the podcast that I was listening to from 2015, like, I guess it was, like, right before the lot radio started. But I was, like, so, I wanted to be on radio so bad. Like, and there was, like, no space for that here like mm -hmm. in london there was like rinse fm and there was radar and there was nts nts and like here i was just like there was evr which like was barely doing anything <laughs> and like got eventually shut down because it's expensive i think and i just kind of made my own radio show because i was like fine i'll just like make my own and then now there's like endless radio there's like a lot there's um x pizza there's like all of these like there was a new new town new town radio oh yeah 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 there was like all of these spots and now balami was here for a little while um i think red light radio was broadcasting out of um that spot in radio city for a minute mm -hmm. and like i didn't have any of that that long ago so i had to like make my own and now it's like so much that you're like tired <laughs> you know i know i i wonder what it is I, I really wonder what it is if it's like this weird like passion project thing because like a passion project can go so far right people are like i want to do this and then they like start doing it and it starts picking up it goes so far and then they just drop it yeah, or it's, like, really expensive and really hard. I mean, I feel like The Lot started as a passion project, and it shows they really, really love that station and all the people and put a lot of work into it. But luckily, they have that kiosk to, like, if you don't live in New York and you've never been to The Lot, there's, like, a kiosk for foods and food and drink and coffee. and Not food, but, like, pastries. And I feel like that keeps them afloat as a radio station. And it's kind of like the only way to like keep that going. Cause like they pay like prime Williamsburg rent Damn. on that lot, you know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And then when, once like, I don't know, maybe once a month, they like what Fortet played last month. Yeah. Like everybody wants, like, wants to play it. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. a good, it's like a good, station and a good vibe you know yeah 
but as a passion project yeah i mean eventually you get burnt out we don't really have the economy is not really set up for passion projects right now <laughs> <laughs> it once was it is just not like that anymore. Right. Well, it's funny because when you said Mad Decent, I totally forgot about Mad Decent. Yeah, I mean, they're like a ma like basically like a major label. now. They're doing like way more. Like. I only know this because I like always look at the label that things are on. Mm. And like they are just like more of a business now, you know? Right, like right. Like, people are running it, and, like, you know, Diplo is so famous now that he probably doesn't even know what's coming out on that label. But... No, definitely not. It's funny. Certain things I, like, tune out on. Like, if I – I don't – I mean, I, I don't follow Diplo. I, I'm from Philly, and I used to go to the Mad Decent block parties all the time. Yeah. And that was, like, a totally different time. But – because I don't follow Diplo, I don't know what this dude's up to until it's like thrown in my face. Like, dude, this guy's like playing a country thing. He yeah. has a country album. Like, what? Yeah, I, just, like... I mean, he's basically just like a famous person now <laughs> that like does whatever. I mean, I feel like he'll do anything. Right, right. And then like <laughs> my good friend Naeem is like doing his thing, and like I, everyone just always doing something different. And like if they're not talking to you about it, like you. You just like don't know yeah totally it's like off your radar yeah and my good friend dave p with his like with making time like that now just like blowing up and like primavera yeah. and stuff it's just like i love to and see that like everyone's cool. getting their day i worked for dave at studio b i worked for dave and jdh who runs good room and they both have the party fix mm -hmm. i know you know this but if people are listening and <laughs> it's really great. cool because i still like this was like so long ago when i was a baby i don't even think i was djing yet when i worked for them and like now i play good room for josh all the time and like it's nice to work there's a lot of people i've known for a very long time like getting their flowers right now and like mm -hmm. it's cool to be around it it's really nice to be like to watch them it's like still working for them because like we said it was like their passion and some of them own clubs now or they run clubs and i think that that is very cool i love good room so much and it's a really special place because josh has put so like so much love into it you know yes i also want to give you your flowers you've been crushing it the past couple of years so i'm hanging on by thread <laughs> i i mean i see it i i mean we all see it i'm i'm sure you you were surprised to see when dj mag threw that down i was like when i got tagged in like the nominations i was like what <laughs> like every time i get tagged in something because you know i've been doing this a long time so i'm not like new like, I think I'm cool, but, like, I'm not new and cool to a lot of kids, which is fine. Like, once they see me DJ, they'll think I'm new and cool, but, like, I'm not in that network of, like, all of this new stuff, you know? Right. So, to this day, when I get, like, tagged in one of those things, I am so clueless. Like, 
I, so, I also I also love that like even all the newer I mean they're not even newer DJs but like you know like MoMA and like DJ Swisha like DJ Swisha like open up for Madonna and like yeah <laughs> so crazy right now I mean Swisha's putting out Swisha and MoMA are putting out, out like endless good tunes they are just putting out so much good music so they're crushing it right now you know like I was saying before, like some people will crush it off of just being a good DJ and not put out any music. And you have to like figure out your thing. And like MoMA is just MoMA ready is just like, putting out albums <laughs> like just like here's another eight track album and every <laughs> fucking song is sick. And you're like, cool, must be nice, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like so Swisha, like I feel like Swisha's record that that um crazy if true record like i played that in like every dj set since it came out they're just putting out so much good music and really good djs so it's it's really cool to see like you know there was like a little while where like nobody in new york was really traveling or like in dance music like there was like a few people but they were like like the only people doing it and there's like a lot of people right now doing really well here and this is not a good like an easy place to do well no. there is so much saturation and like it's expensive so it's hard to live here and have like a, a creative output i mean i've had a almost done ep for like over a year now and i just don't have time you know right. so like if you're able to do that it's great I mean, well, hats off to you and everything that you do for some just are wear many hat solutions. Where would you, what, so what would you want to finish up next? Because um, um, you're so busy. Which one's of like the big, the big three? I mean, I have like an EP that I'll probably finish and I don't even know. I mean, I really want to focus on the label. I really haven't had a lot of time to be in the studio. And I think that if I was more excited about it, I would make time. Mm -hmm. But I've really been more excited about the artists I'm putting out on my label. And then, like, I won Best Label in DJ Mag North America. And, like, that was kind of like a, a push, you know? Mm -hmm. To keep going. Like, oh, like, people actually care about this and like it. So let's keep this going. And, like, make it worth these votes <laughs> and so I, I think like that really excites me right now like obviously I want to work on and finish music but it's just hard like and I'm doing so much right now and I've put out a lot of music I have two full-length albums a million EPs a bunch of remixes and I'm more of a DJ I do like to make music but I just I can't if I can set aside time, it's much easier for me, but to like get fully immersed in it. But I really am unable to do that right now. And I don't want to put out like a not fully immersed body of work, which is why I haven't put anything out in a while. So if I could take the month off one day and like only do that, then yes, I will put something out. But it's much easier for me to just run my label and work on being a better DJ and you know, make, make the music when I can actually sit down, which is kind of all always how 
I made it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I wasn't like in the studio constantly, but I would then get ideas and then spend like a month in the studio and then like not make something for like two months, you okay. know, but I just haven't had that month because, you know, capitalism ramped up a little bit after <laughs> this situation. So, you know. <laughs> Well, where do you like to go to hang your hat? Like, so to brainstorm ideas or you get that excitement, right? Um, when you get that excitement, you want to go to the studio and just get it all out. But like, where do you like to go when that's all done? And like... Sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very into rest. <laughs> we love rest. Um... I the bathhouses. Do you like? Uh, you have a actually, ritual. I have a really sick massage place in Hell's Kitchen. That's just like your classic, like small Asian massage spot that I've been going to for like so long because I lived in Hell's Kitchen for a really long time. So I usually just go there and like, I, I still like to walk around New York. Um, when I'm feeling inspired, I love it. Just walking around with headphones in during the day, walking over the bridges. Um, I, I still like very much love this city and it gives me a lot of inspo or I will go to Miami where I'm from and just like, I'm working on something right now that will come out soon that I can't really talk about, but like, to finish it i'm like man i just need to go sit in miami and like mm-hmm. feel really inspired like that was like where i first started going to raves and you know first discovered music so i like to do that when i have time and money um and just chill like on collins i, I love south beach like on a weeknight when it's quiet it's like one of my favorite places and i love the west side of manhattan as well um but I just like to walk around. I just, I went to Tokyo for like a month and it was so, it was supposed to be like a chill trip and it was so not chill because (laughs) we went out like every night and like, but like there's something as crazy as Tokyo is, like there's something so calm about it. Like it's so peaceful and the neighborhoods are so quiet and beautiful on like the side of the city and I now will go there once a year to like decompress and just feel really good and really calm I know going to Tokyo to feel calm sounds crazy but (laughs) if you've ever been and spent enough time there you'll probably know what I mean like it's just very like I don't know there's something about the vibe there that is very peaceful this is why I love like musicians or like being a musician or like if you get to that point of like touring and you can spend the whole time there yeah that sounds awesome I mean I had to do it (laughs) like I know it was like excessive to stay that long but (laughs) um I did play out there while I was there so like I didn't feel too too crazy taking that much time off but I had had such an insane year in in my work life and in my personal life that I was just like, 
I need to just go to my favorite place ever and just not fucking move from there for a month. And like, I'm very blessed and privileged to be able to do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will do it next year. But like, I like, it was like my focal point of the year. It was like Japan, Japan in November. We have to get all this stuff over with because Japan in November, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Because I'm like working 400 things right now and you just have to put that time aside. And I used to be one of those like rise and grind kind of people. And now I'm like, no, fucking take a nap. Sleep and eat. Like, do not rise and grind. Like, sleep whenever you can and like shut off. No more, no more rise and grind. No, I don't care. I'm not hustling hard. <laughs> I'm hustling. I'm not hustling hard. Okay. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Ju- Jubilee, if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? Oh, I was told I'd be asked this. Um, it would say rising grit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, what would it say? Um I want to believe. Yes, that's what it would say. I would say, I want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I want to leave, not I want to believe. So good. Yeah, what would, yeah, I would probably would just say, um, I think it would say Magic City, because you know, Magic City means Um, Miami. And you've been to the club. I have not been to the strip club, no. No. Actually, no. Because I've I've never really gone out in Atlanta except DJ. So I have not been there, but, you know, it gets a little confusing. Okay. I'm glad that we got that straight. Yeah. I think people like get confused about that, but Magic City is actually like a legit nickname for Miami. I think there's even a TV show called Magic City right now or was. So now we got our facts straight. Yeah. (laughs) Miami gets a lot of flag, but I'm glad that you brought it back. Miami is killing it right now. And it is so... The kids that are doing underground music there right now are so awesome. I will argue that it is cooler than New York at the moment. I don't care Ooh. what anybody says. Hot take. They are working really hard and like there's so much awesome stuff coming out of there. You know, it's really hard to organize there. So like they're doing the most and like Danny Days is killing it still and helping all these young artists, Nick Leon and Coffin Texts. And there's just so much good music coming out of there at the moment. It's like so inspiring to me. We just got a, we just got a Jubilee hot take IRL (laughs) tweet. I mean, I I say this all the time. Like, (laughs) I just think that like, it's very, like New York is always going to kill it and be awesome. Mm -hmm. Like it is arguably the greatest city in the world it is always going to have a lot of talent and people are going to move there to do their thing but i really think that like i should be on miami new york will always be here and always have great artists but at this moment like what's going on in miami is really really special and it's going to change that city forever so has a crazy history of dance music just like new york does and I'm not going to say it's better because 
New York is the best place ever. But <laughs> the scene right now is in like such a good place and way more people are paying so much attention to Bushwick, which is like cool. Bushwick will always be here raving. So wild to keep saying that. It's like every year I keep keep hearing that. Yeah. People are like obsessed with Bushwick dance music. Which is kind of funny because I live here and like when I tell people <laughs> that they're like, Oh, did you move do you like go out every night? And I'm like, no, I like did not have a choice. I had, there was one landlord that would take me. Um, <laughs> but but Miami is like just really like it's it's so good right now. <laughs> so good to hear. Jubilee, uh, plug your socials. Where can people find you? Uh, Jubilee DJ on most things. Um, yeah, pretty much everything. Please come visit me. Say hi. Magic City. Yes. Well, thank you, Jubilee, for coming on Wear Many thank Hats. You. It was great to having you. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Come say hi if you come out. I'm taking a month off, but you'll know why when I'm done. <laughs> it shows. Till next yeah. time. Till next time. This is Wear Many Hats presented by Jassar, and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace.